This, 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 Hi, it's Adam. Hope you're well. Thank you very much for downloading this extra podcast. Please subscribe to us and, of course, leave us a five-star review that helps with the visibility in the iTunes charts on a worldwide basis. Thank you very much if you've already done that. Uh, Now, following on from the weekend at Goodison, we speak to the man behind the man, Dave Colwell. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Dave, how are you, sir? How am I? I'm, uh, I'm pretty much on cloud nine, mate, over the moon, to be honest. Very, very hard not to be, my man. Um, yeah. We are going to talk, Tony, we are going to talk uh, Pricey as well, because let's not forget, Pricey came back in no, fantastic fashion not. as well. Um, now, we had Tony on the show yesterday, and we were talking about how the Cruiserweight Champion of the World goes about celebrating, and when I was speaking to him, he was cutting his grass. <laughs> so, how does the man that trained the Cruiserweight Champion of the World go about celebrating? Well, I've been down Arid shopping and everything. Of course you have. I, I have really. I've, I've took my daughter to Nando's. <laughs> you see, these superstars that give us so much pleasure in the world of sport, they're just normal blocks, aren't you, lads? Yeah, just normal lads. Yeah. Nando's with my daughter and just been and bought her a little suitcase because she's got a trip to London with school coming up next week. So uh, that's that's been my day today. So she's been emptying your wallet, mate. Fair play. Yeah. Fair play, yeah. mate. Do, do, do you go... Oh, well, let's see if you're uh, the, the top end of the celeb status. Do you, do you go ultra spicy at the Nando's or do you just go for a little bit of mild? Mate, I'm a wimp. I have lemon and herb. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to boxing. What you're really good at, rather than <laughs> rather than eating the <laughs> rather than eating the hot stuff. You've been in boxing, mate, a long period of time. You've done yeah. all different aspects of the yeah. uh, of boxing. Have you ever experienced anything like you experienced on Sunday night? One hundred percent. No, that were amazing. It was just just the best feeling ever. Um, I can't I can't actually express how it felt it was just the best feeling ever I mean, best night in boxing ever the manner of the finish as well you can't I know that we yeah. spoke about this in the press conference afterwards but the manner of the finish you can't actually Hollywood script writers wouldn't have come, yeah. up, come up with the way that that fight panned out yeah that's it it's, it's the way you want it it's not it, you know what it was a whole night it was the the drama backstage what were going off and, and, and then we walked out and the atmosphere the crowd the crowd were unbelievable I've never experienced anything like it I've been in I've been in football stadium shows before. I've been in massive packed out arena shows before. Mm. I've not heard, you know, football fans like that singing and singing away at a boxing event like that. It was just, it was just unbelievable. Um, and then obviously the fight itself. It was just, it was just all scale. It was just phenomenal. Tony was telling us that uh, he never normally does this, but he he turned the music off in the changing yeah. room in order yeah. to we to just, feel the atmosphere. Oh yeah, we just could we could hear it. We could hear, you know. It, it, Almost like the ceiling or the wall were vibrating, and you could just hear the fans chanting out Everton songs and stuff like that. And it was just, it was just brilliant. When he, uh, when he saw Corey backstage, oh, yeah. before, before yeah. well before he got ready, um, did you feel like you had a little bit of a problem on your hands? Yeah, that's what I mean. That ju- that just adds to the whole like, the whole night because he did really, really well to 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 get his mind back and and to become focused again because he was in bits. Um, he's been out and it's it, it spotted Corey and then it's, when he's come back into the chain rooms his demeanour had totally changed because he was so chilled cool relaxed laughing everything was calm and then you just saw his face all red and just it just different and I thought what's the matter what was talking to the corner and um, and Gary had said to me he's uh, been Corey so I've gone over to him 
and he just he just leant over, kind of like folded over, and and uh, put his hand hand on his back. You're right, mate. He just said, "I've seen, seen Corey. So I can't believe I've seen Corey." And um, then I just I just saw these tears on floors. I just I thought, "Oh no, we, you know, we're in trouble." Here. Um, but luckily, you know, he, he managed to switch on and and get his head back on on job you know it was uh, it showed a lot of mental fortitude that did because he was emotionally wasn't fit and that can drain you massively yeah um, the mind take your mind off of, off of what you're supposed to do and it can, it can actually drain you um, uh, but he didn't he he, he, he talked to it I know you attempted to maybe send Corey home so yeah, distract I thought him. about that yeah yeah myself and Gary we had a, we had a chat about that and um, you know I was like yeah you know, let's, let's get him out and then I thought, well, let's let's just give him a little bit of time mm. and see how we see how we uh, cope with it. And then, to be fair, like I said, next minute he was fine. It took a bit of time, but then he, he was fine, and I thought, right, okay, his mind's back on job. Leave it as it is, because then you don't want to then upset the apple cart again yeah. by you know by you know once he's adapted to something, you don't want to be changing it again. Plus, for you, I mean, I know that you're big into the, the mind aspect of, of yeah. the sport, and you two are very similar characters. You might have had a little bit of a thought in the back of your head. If there are tough times in this fight, yes, there's exactly a little bit of psychology for you. Your lad's watching. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what I, you know, I'd got it in my head straight away. That, that, that I was going to use that, you know, once, once I knew it was here, that's what I was going to use. But, um, you know, thankfully, I didn't need <laughs> You didn't that. need it, mate. He took care of business, which is always good. Um, yeah. A lot, of, a lot's been made of Tony's story, obviously, and the build-up yeah. to this fight, um, yeah. and maybe not so much about your own personal story because I know that it was him that dragged you back into the yeah. world of training. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because yeah. you, you'd gone into management and you were doing promoting and all that type of stuff, and it was him yeah. that, in a way, begged you, say, "Listen, man, I need you. I would like you to come and train me." No, I won't, I won't say beg, man. But he, you know, he, he asked you nicely. Then he asked you. Yeah, yeah, you know, he asked me up to his house, um, and we were sat at his kitchen table, and he asked me basically to. To uh, to come out of retirement from training fighters and, and train him, um, I I only said yes because he's my friend, mm. um, and I think a lot about him. Um, you know, it, it was all about you know, stepping up to cruiserweight and winning a world title at cruiserweight. Um, but I was perfectly happy not having to, you know, not staying up till two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, watching videos yeah. of, of opponents, studying sparring sessions and things like that. I was perfectly happy not having to do that and, and going to bed at a prison you know, reasonable hour and, you know, not getting blasted on pads, you know. <laughs> so he, he brought me back. Um, and then, I, you know, because of him, I've ended up having, you know, the, the twins, yeah. uh, the McDonald twins. And because of him, I've ended up having pride. So if, you know, I'm, I'm having some good success with fighters at the moment. So he had to win a world title in order to make it right because he was the reason why I came back in the first place. I was going so to ask you that. I was going to ask you that, whether it tasted even sweeter because oh, he was yeah. the catalyst, I suppose, of yeah. what you're currently experiencing. Yeah, I'm only... Listen, I'm, I'm loving life right now. <laughs> I, I, honestly, genuinely am. I mean, before Sunday, you know, I, I love what I do. Um, and, you know, things are, things are going really well and, and it's all good. But it wouldn't have happened if he hadn't, uh, if he hadn't uh, said, "Will you train me? Will you come? You know, will you come back and encourage me?" And so really, he had to win it. He had to win it, and that's what I was, that's the pressure that I felt mm. going into it. I, I he had to win that world title. The camp, right? I mean, he was honest with us about three weeks ago of how camp was yeah. going. We didn't put yeah. anything out, and then I know in the press yeah. conference he was dead straight and on the TV yeah. and what have you. 
So sometimes camp doesn't go as well as expected. No. I mean, the kid, no. what he had a floating rib. I think he, yeah. he broke a bone in his hand as well and his all that type well, of stuff. Yeah. yeah, it was a nightmare. And then, you know, it just was about, I mean, because also in camp, during the early stages of camp, I I had um, I wasn't the best of health. I mean, I had pneumonia and pleurisy. It was just it was just <laughs> everything about it was just a nightmare. Um, but we you know we got on with. It. And the thing is, despite his injuries and everything, and it sounds strange, but him himself, he was the best he's ever been in my gym. You know, I've trained him for technically or mentally Te- or what? Technically and mentally, right. yeah. His body was in bits, but. Technically, the way he was throwing his shots, the way he was listening, his balance, everything about it, inspiring, um, everything. And then also the way he was listening and he wasn't making the mistakes he has made in previous camps. And, you know, everything about him was bang on and the best that he'd ever been. So despite all, uh, all the injuries and the problems, I was really, really confident going into this fight. I, you know, I, I confidently said to quite a lot of people, he will not if he lands correctly. Mm. He will knock this guy out. Mm. It was all about if he, if he could. In my my problem was my worry was was in you know in the heat of battle and and, and everything that's going off with it being at Everton the pressure that it was under. If he didn't throw his shots correctly and if he just got wrapped up in a cage and didn't think about what he was doing, yeah, then we were going to be you know it's going to be a, a very tough fight and we're going to have problems. But if he did it right, then I thought he's going to knock this kid out. I know that I know it only lasted well two and a half rounds, but yeah. so much happened, and yeah. you will have probably, I've no doubt, had a million conversations with him about what happened in the first round. Yeah, do you know what? Not, not you know afterwards. What? I mean, pre, pre before yeah, it to well, warn him about the situation. That's exactly what it was. It was it was about you know Macabre was going to lure you in and, and sit on the ropes and and give kind of like give you a little so you get greedy and you want to throw more, throw more, throw more so you can catch you. Also, so so you're going to expend too much energy. So then he his fitness takes over in the middle oh. rounds. Now uh, it, it did. He, he had a bit. Of, he was boxing and boxing, being patient, and then um, he had a bit of success. And then he forgot about his defence. And that's what I said to him. I said, "Don't mind you going with this kid, as long as you're always remembering he's going to throw on end of what you're throwing." Um, and you know, he went, he went, he went, and then it just. Didn't, didn't get his shape straight back and he, and he switched off. Flat footy one Macabu, Yeah, Macabu slung one over and, and copped him for it. I know that obviously the finish and everybody will talk about the third round, but for me, the second round, you must have been delighted yeah. with that. The way that he went yeah, about his business in the second round. Yeah, because all I said to him in the, at the end of the first round, after asking if he's all right and telling me what I thought about him, um, I just said, this round, I said, just be safe. I said, don't, get, don't give him anything. Don't get caught with anything this round. Just get through this round. And that's all I'm interested in, and and he did, you know. Um, and he won the round. He won it. And he won. He won the round. Yeah. You know, it, it, it boxed. It boxed smart. It boxed safe. Didn't take anything else because I knew McCarble then was going to fancy it. Yeah. So then, if you if you let him get in a roll, then it's obviously it's a very very hard fight. Um. So it took that away from him. Um. And then you know the third round is what people are forgetting on the on the finish. They're just thinking about the the ending. Yeah. But what set it up was. His back to Tony's back to ropes under pressure. Yeah, he, he, he made him miss. Made him miss. This is all about his patience that he's showing in camp, you know. And then he showed it in the fight. The patience of making miss. Nope, not gonna throw now. Making miss, not gonna throw now. And then he made him miss. Slipped to his left and come back with his left hook that, that that wobbled him. And and it was a bad wobble. And Tony saw that. Now, when he chased him across the ring, the one thing that I've, you know he has worked on in, in the gym. Is not just to chase somebody like a lunatic. He went yeah. in behind his left hand. 
Yeah. And so he was always in, in a state where he was measured with the left hand. It's the calmest um, I've seen him in the ring, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, and the finish, it wasn't, you know, things that he used to do and he used to do in camp where he'd just throw himself, when he wants to hurt somebody, he throws himself at him and so he loses his balance and, you know, pretty messy. And he doesn't hit as hard then. Now, what, he, what clicked for this camp in Sparring was that when he left, you know, when he had balance and he threw his shots, yeah. and he threw his shots correctly, the right hand straight rather than arch, the left up comes across him rather than looping. When he throws them like that, that's genuine, genuine power. It's fighting power. And he gets there with them. And, you know, if he'd have, he's been practicing, practicing, practicing over the last couple of years, and it all paid off, and his mind was that clear. And despite getting dropped, and despite being in, you know, a massive crowd in, mm. in, in at the Everton ground, you know, his mind was that clear that his finish were clinical, and it was fantastic. Well, he's knocked out the most uh, avoided cruiserweight yeah. on the planet, and I've no doubt there are uh, there's big fights out there for him now. And we like uh, we had, we had a little bit of a joke for him after after the fight, saying that he called out everybody we a pro license, <laughs> <laughs> which he did, which is you know in the heat of the moment that's what you do. Uh, but he seems genuine about the David Hay thing. Yeah, listen, it is genuine, hundred percent genuine. You see, the thing is, you know, about this interview after the fight, what you got to remember is, he one thing about Bellew, and everybody knows about it. He's a very passionate guy. Mm. And he's just beaten someday that people are saying he ain't going to beat. You know, he was the underdog for that fight. Let's get that, let's yeah, get that right. Absolutely. You know, a lot of good judges thought, you know, I, I really hope 20 wins, but he's not going to. You know, um, he's just got dropped, got up, and demolished the guy that everyone thought he was going to get beat by. He's won his world title at Goodison Park. <laughs> so he's on super, super hype drive. You know, and, and, he just went on one, and it was—it's just passion. Now, I—I fully believe that when, when something like that happens, life's not filled with them sort of moments. You grab them whenever you can. Yeah. Don't bottle it. Just enjoy it and just roll with it. You know, he's not hurting anybody. Just enjoy it and just roll with it. You know, and and he did, and yeah, he called out some names, and and so he should. And David is one. You know, that's the fight that he wants. That's the fight that... Do you know what? David has replied to him and then today he sent a tweet out saying that he'll come in at £210 for that fight. So, it's a, you know, it's a fight that, that can be made. You know, he's, people going on about Dave when he was the best cruiserweight in the world. But that's a long time ago. Yeah. That's a long, long time ago. Yeah. You know, you, you've got to remember what, what when he... He's been about out of the ring for about four years. He's not the same man. He's come back after four years and he's fought two, two terrible opponents. So, listen, if, if, they're, if they're opponents in an eight-rounder down, down an undercard, fair enough, not a problem. But to top the bill and selling a show around them, making out as though that they're, you know, it's a real fight, this, mm-hmm. this, this, blah, blah, that's a joke. So, yeah, Tony Bellew is a step up from, from what he's been fighting. Oh, there's and, no question about that. You know, and, and I'll tell you one thing it'll be. It'll be exciting. Man. And it will not it will not go the distance. No, 100%. 100%. Because, We've been talking about it in the office today. I've said that, one, it sells. People yeah. want to see it. I mean, the guy yeah. from the movies, from the guy from the jungle, yeah. it'll be unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and like you've just said, it will be a shootout. And whoever, yeah. whoever lands first, the other one's yeah. going. It's as simple as that. Yeah, 100%. And, and the thing is, it's like, you're not... It, Bellew's not a big monster that he's going to run from and he's going to think, I'm going to box smart. Mm. He's going to, he'll, he'll want to just come and, come and take Tony's head off. 
you know. So it's not going to be a boring fight. It's going to be an exciting fight. Speaking of taking people's head off, what about the big fella? I mean, he looked oh, great at the weight, 19 and a half stone. Yeah. When he came into yeah. the ring, he did yeah. look... Obviously, it's a big occasion for him, so there was yeah. a, it looked a little bit nervous, but I'd say something. Yeah. When he got down to business, he looked at yeah. it. Yeah. Listen, I, I said to him, this is what I'm saying about, you know, not being... Not fearing the fact that you're going to be on edge and not, you know, not, not trying to bluff yourself. You, you've got to expect it. You, you're a human being. But after what he's been through, I said to him, I said, you are going to be nervous on the day of fight. Don't worry about it. You know, yeah, as long as you can control the nerves and you reason yourself and he listens to me and, he, and you know, and, and we can reason why he's nervous and, and what it'll do for him, then you can control the nerves. And he did. So, yeah, he maybe was a little bit nervous before, before the bell went, but... Once, you know, 30 seconds into the fight, once he started popping his jab off, happy days. He did everything I asked him to. Everything I asked him to do before the fight, everything yeah. I asked to do during the fight, he did. And, you know, he looked great. I'm so happy for him. You know, he, he wasn't a big, stiff robot. He wasn't slow. You know, he wasn't ponderous. He wasn't pushing his shots out. No. You know, and... and the and short right hands, yeah. I mean, the two the two knockdowns, obviously yeah. the one that finished it, but the two, the one yeah. in the first round, I mean, I yeah. didn't even see it. He threw it that yeah. quick. It, it exactly. was that fast. Exactly. And listen, he's fast, but he's two stone heavier than what he was. Yeah. Nearly, nearly two stone heavier than what he was. So, you know, what does that tell you? That tells you that he's not put on weight and slowed right down. You know, he's a dangerous, dangerous man. And how how quick is he going to be back out, Deb? There'll be people asking that. How, how quick like, is he going like to be back out? I'd like him to be out pretty quick. Um, we talked about this today, but it's got to, you know, it's, it's got to be right. It's yeah, it's got to be, be the right fight on him to stay. Yeah, it's got to be the right fight. Yeah. So, so, yeah. I won't ask about Bell. He'll be, he'll be partying till Christmas. Uh, <laughs> 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 cutting his grass maybe till Christmas, mate. Enjoying yeah. himself. Well, Deb, listen. Um, you, I know that you were brains behind both of those victories. Well done, you, mate. I know the guys have got no, to go in there. And, yeah, well, they've got to go in it. there and implement it, mate. But yeah. as he said in the press conference, it's a team yeah. thing. And I know that yeah. you've worked tirelessly on that. Well done, pal. Superb Appreciate stuff. That, mate. Thanks, Have a good one, mate. mate. Take care. Thanks, Alex. See you later. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.